Oh, hi. Welcome back to the Turd Polisher podcast, where it's always a hot one. Today's guest is a very sweet and talented guy. He played in such bands as Sciatic Nerve... Cobra Skulls. Western Addiction. He currently plays in the Swingin' Utters. Please welcome my friend and yours, Tony T. Tony! Hey! What's up? Thanks for having me, gents. Thanks for being here, Pally. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a hot one. This is going to be the hottest one yet. So instead of us continually alluding to it, Tony, what's your least favorite song? My song is Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Uh, I'm going to play the entire song here. It's only four minutes. You could just play the thing. I did listen to it on the way here. I was going to listen to it a few times. I could only, I listened to it once and I was like, that's enough. That is enough. I know how it goes. You know how it goes because it's part of your, of your soul. It's part of the fabric of society, the song. It was a big part of society for what, 1998? 99. Just going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room here. Navid loves this song. Navid is like, I know. He's, he's high. He's like, this uh, song's great. He's euphoric and so relaxed. I've never really ever seen him like this. I feel like this is his spirit animal. You know, like a lot of the times people will mention songs and I'll think to myself, oh, that song is not so bad. And then I dive deep into it. I'm like, actually, that song sucks. Yeah. This was the opposite. Yeah. You said smooth, and originally I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be hilarious. Like, smooth is so dumb. And it is pretty dumb, still. But then doing my deep dive into it and listening to it a bunch, I was just like, you know what? This is great. Like, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I can, I, I, I can see just, being like, ah, it's okay. It's no, okay. It's, uh, no, Tony, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what screw it let's not do this because i think it's great and we don't have to cover it <laughs> this is Fuck what it. i was worried about i'm worried about <laughs> you convincing tony and then this just not even being a release episode because that's not good for anybody especially you navi because you want this episode to come out oh yeah i'm releasing this un unedited <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, no. the, the fire of my hate is still burning don't yeah. worry okay good it's, it's, it's a hot one let me talk about the song because I'm so excited about it. I just wanted to lay down the the history of this song. Cool. Um, the song is Smooth featuring Rob Thomas by Santana, uh, which is a very strange way of laying that out. Um, <laughs> um, but that is how it is credited. Uh, it is written by Ital Shore and Rob Thomas. The producer is Matt Serletic, who produced... The Matchbox 20 album. Baby, 
and it was released in 1999 on the Supernatural album by Santana. It was his first hit in 14 years, like at all charting in the Hot 100. It was number one for 12 consecutive weeks. Wow. It was the last number one hit of the 1990s and the first number one hit of the new millennium. Whoa. Uh, so just, it got us through Y2K. And it's impressive. Yeah, it stayed in the top 10 for 30 weeks and in the top 100 for 58 weeks. So over a year, this was in the Billboard Hot 100. Oh my goodness. So Supernatural has sold over 30 million copies. I think at 10 million, you're certified diamond. <laughs> so triple diamond, I wow. guess. It wow. won nine Grammys and Smooth won Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Pop Collaboration of the Year. It's like one of the biggest songs ever. It's one of the biggest songs ever. It's number three on all-time Billboard singles, what? Hot 100. What are the other two? Okay. Yes, yeah, so number two is The Twist. Come on, baby! Let's do the twist. Chubby Checker. Wow. And yeah, then number one Wait, let's, is... let's guess what number one is. Don't tell us. Okay, Tony, what's your guess? For number, number one, like... most popular song of all time. Um, on the pop charts, pop billboard charts, let, pop charts, billboard hot 100. Did yep. you say pop tarts? Because I think you said pop tarts. <laughs> I hope I did. <laughs> it's let it, it's let it be by the Beatles. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. It's not good no, guess. Not. My first guess was ain't nothing but a hound dog. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. But that's definitely not it. It's a. Uh, <laughs> So I'm not. I'm not. That's my final guess. That's not my final guess. Number one. I mean, because number two was the twist. That's pretty old. It's like fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Late fifties. Um. Oh. Uh, for a oh. lease. <laughs> it's got to be Michael Jackson. It's not. Oh. Is I, it? I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's a newer song. Oh shit! Is it Beyonce? It's not. Is it T Swift? Do you want no? Should we stop this? Is it Bieber? Is it Bieber? It's not. Okay. It's tell not. Me. It's Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. What? Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard that at Whole Foods a bunch of times. I know Yes, that you song. have. I've never heard the biggest song ever. That's the yeah. number one song of all time? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And because, like, they, how they count, you know, Billboard stats has changed a few times over the years. So, oh, so now this is like YouTube views or something like that? It counts everything. Okay. Yeah, YouTube views, streaming, all that stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Which is sense. interesting how the twist is still number two. Who owns that know. song? I don't know one person who owns a twist record. So I'll do my best to keep this as brief as possible. <laughs> no, I'm interested now. So the history of the song, how it happened, was about 1997 and Santana's kids were like, hey, dad, we don't ever hear you on the radio, like on pop radio. Uh, we like, and we hear like we hear Clapton. Why don't we hear you? You know, that kind of got in his head a bit. So he was talking with his spiritual advisor, and his spiritual advisor said, "Okay, well, if you feel like you want to be on pop radio, who do you think of when you think of pop radio?" And he says, "Well, I think of Clive Davis, who originally he worked for Columbia Records, and he signed like Santana and Aerosmith and like all the biggest bands of the '60s and '70s." And so he reaches out to Clive Davis and set, invites him to see him play at Radio City Music Hall. Clive sees him and says, like, you still got it, kid. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, like 70 okay, years Clark. old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like 90 now. How old was he at this time? Santana? Yeah. Great question. 50. I think he's right, right around. Oh, 50. he wasn't that old. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so Clive's basically like, if you're down and you're committed, I'm 
I'll invest in you. So he signs him to Arista Records and they start working on Supernatural. And the deal with Santana was, it's like they each get a song, Clive and Santana. So Santana gets his like instrumental Latin fusion songs. And for every one of those, Clive gets to pick a song that Santana has to do. Clive's idea was to pair him with contemporary pop artists of the time. So that's why you got like, here's a track with Dave Matthews. Everlast. And then of course, Maria Maria. And so Maria Maria was supposed to be the first single from this album. And Clive, like, this is the most record industry thing. He's legit like, this is like, we need a hit. Like, we don't have a hit yet on this album. So they put out like an APB and this guy, Ital Shore, hears about this and he's like, okay, like I have an idea for a song. And so he writes a song called Room 17, which is about like a tryst in a hotel room, room number 17. And he presents it and they're like, okay, the music's good, but Santana won't do a song about a love affair. Like, it's not his vibe at all. So they... What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So they reach out to Rob Thomas because he was he had expressed interest in becoming a songwriter, not just like a performer himself. So they bring him in just to rework the lyrics. And it turns out he lived just a few blocks away from this Ital Schur guy when they were in New York. And so they get together. Rob Thomas had already done a first draft and they kind of like work on it a bit. The inspiration Rob Thomas had is his then fiance, now still his wife, who is from Puerto Rico and her name is Marisol Moldonado. And she's the lady in the music video oh. also. So this whole song is a love song to her. But not a love affair, uh, just a love song. It's a love song to her. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob Thomas says, quote, I think the smooth part came first. I was thinking more about Carlos. I was thinking, you're so smooth about Carlos Santana. And then you hear my rhythm on the radio. But then I also realized somewhere in the middle of that, I had this wealth of information because I had this smoking hot Latina girlfriend already. (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean, it it writes itself. (laughs) So he does a first draft. They send it to Santana. And so originally the pre-chorus of this song. That part was the chorus. And again, mm. I can't believe this actually happened. Presented and they're like, yeah, that's not a good chorus. Like it still needs a hook. Go back and workshop it some more. So they get together. The original opening lyrics were different. It's interesting. Yeah. As I, was, as I was listening to it, I was like, there's two pre-choruses in this song. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's yeah. like the chorus feels like a pre-chorus also. You know what I mean? And they're both yeah. kind of like similar caliber. So it's interesting that the original, the pre-chorus was the original well, chorus and so there wasn't a pre-chorus at all if there it, wasn't a pre-chorus at all yeah it, it feels really like the chorus is the guitar riff though like it's just building up to oh. the, and like that's he, right. that's the chorus you know what i mean that's interesting yeah. yeah so the original lyrics for the chorus were give me something hot to make me move get my motor running so i can get to you which i think were leftover lyrics from the room 17 mm-hmm. and then they're like ah that part's not so good and rob thomas is like well i had this other idea which was the it's just like the ocean under the moon. Yeah. And the record executive's like, that's it. 
That's the ticket. So this is all for, there's like an oral history of the song that Rolling Stone did. And I really recommend it. I'm leaving out so many incredible details. I've clips. read it. It's truly remarkable. I read it again last night for like the third or fourth time. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's staggering how good it is. Um, so they present it to Santana. And at first, Santana's like, I don't like this. It sounds too much like my song, Guajira. I don't want to repeat myself. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) you don't like it because it sounds like your song? (laughs) No. I want something hot and fresh. This sounds too much like Guajira. Wait, what Um, song is that? Is that a hit? No. No, it's just a song? it's, It's just a song. Oh. Like that was on like Santana three, which was from seventy one. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the song's from thirty years ago, Carlos. Yeah. Like it's fine. But then they keep at it with him, and Clive writes in a letter to Santana saying like, "I think this is going to be a hit. Please do this song." So they get together at the record plant in Sausalito, ah. right here in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and over three days they just track the whole thing. Everyone in the same room overdub the vocals and it's a hot one yeah and then it becomes one of the biggest songs of all time i yeah it's not like crazy produced as i thought it was like it's kind of Mm -hmm. like there's like not too many tracks you know what i mean like yeah it's a live band playing all together just feels like a band the bass playing i'm sorry to cut in i can't wait yeah it's so sick Yeah. And it's worth saying too because the drumming sucks. It sucks ass. It's hella shitty. And I know that's like a really good, you know, like he's supposed to be one of the best drummers of all time or something, but the drumming is fucking terrible. Who plays drums? Like Santana's just drummer. His name is Rodney, Rodney Holmes. Add my own flavor to it to, to, to glue it together. So I came up with this. Is is that bass player like his like always bass player? No, they're all session too. But it was like his like that was his touring band. Oh, okay. But it'd been through like so many changes over the years. Yeah. So just some fun quotes I want to get out. So Santana said, "When I first listened to the lyrics and heard it's a hot one, those lyrics are outside of time and gravity." I thought we had entered a place of immortality. But with all respect to Rob, I said, I'm having a little challenge believing you that what you're singing is true. Then he said, as soon as we went to the studio and I heard the sound, I was like, oh, my God. This is on a whole other level of trueness. It sounded true all the way through. I knew this was very different. Yes, it's, yes. Transcend space and time for sure. All right. Uh, and another thing I forgot is Rob Thomas didn't originally want to sing the song. He thought he was just writing the lyrics, and he was hoping that George Michael. Baby. He had suggested George Michael and Bon Jovi Ooh. as people to hop on and sing the song with Santana. Mm. Two guys with but better Santana, voices for sure. Santana was like, "No, I want you. Like, you wrote the lyrics. You got to sing it." Santana seems like he's got a lot of rules and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot yeah. of he's. I always kind of liked Santana. Um, I'd like seen him in public a few times being a Bay Area person. Yeah, I've seen him. My family all lives in Marin and like that's where he lived. So I would see him every now and then. I'd always like kind of catch his eye and he'd always 
acknowledge and like kind of smile at me and like kind of wave. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. That's for, cool. Like a yeah. legendary rock and roller. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go ahead and some kid. Yeah. It feels like a good time for me to say that growing up, I loved Santana and yeah. um, seeing like when I was a kid, my dad showed me their Woodstock performance. Have you mm-hmm. guys ever seen that? I was about to mention that too. It is yeah. incredible. It's insane. It's insane. And the yeah. drummer is like 16 years old and they're he's all gotta be tripped. like He's got to be like 19 or something too. Like, yeah, they're really young and they're tripping on acid clearly and they're so fucking good. I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like, this is totally amazing. Well, th- yeah. I think that was, according to some YouTube video I watched, I don't know if it's true, but they were saying that like, that was the first time he ever tried acid. He was mm-hmm. like, he was oh, like, wow. I, he's like, I'm going to try acid and then play at Woodstock. And then it was just like, he's just like flipping out. Like, it sounds awesome. And the, the whole, the video footage is so cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, and good. I have, I, I have a lot of respect for Santana. Obviously, he's a he's a legend. I just think that you just I, think the song sucks. No, I, I don't just think the song sucks. I think that like, I think old dudes like trying like let's make a pop record and get on the charts is lame. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like just be Santana and put out your like music that no one really cares about anymore. Like yeah. But this was just to say like in defense of Santana, this is what he always did. Like he doesn't sing. It was always guest singers. True. On his songs, yeah. like Black Magic yeah. Woman and stuff. That's not Santana singing Black Magic Woman. It's some That's, other dude. Yeah. Got a black magic woman. He never and sang the, anything? No, it, he's always just playing guitar. It was like like his brothers or something were on some, and it was always guest singers. Yeah. As, unless I'm totally wrong, and please, I'll come back with the Gabe Fucked Up segment. Yes. If I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm pretty certain, things. like, he doesn't sing. He just sits there and shreds. Yeah. Um, so this was him just doing what he always did, except for like him coming out of obscurity because of peer pressure from his kids is just weird. Also, what fucking Eric Clapton was on pop radio then? Tears in Heaven? You know that's no, like that oldies. That's oldies. That, that was like point. 94 or something like that. Or right, but I think they were more just saying like, hey, we're still hearing yeah. these Old, things. Yeah. I see what you mean. Because he did that unplugged set. That must have been early 90s again. Yeah. But yeah. he's still playing it on pop, like, radio. pop and rock radio. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, it's Layla. Like... Layla. But Eric yeah. Clapton sings his own song. So, of course, he's still True. like, you know, la- well, I mean, what, I'm like, not sitting here defending Eric Clapton. Fuck Eric Clapton. I don't give a shit. There's no, there's no guitar rockers that have ever really been popular on the charts. Like, Joe Satriani's never like on pop radio or... Right? I mean, yeah, am I you're right. <laughs> totally right. Van Halen uh, yeah. wouldn't if he didn't have a singer. I see, what you, I see what you're getting at. It's like, it's rarer that the virtuoso guitarist is also the singer of the band. Yeah, but much like Van Halen, Santana named the band after himself. So yeah. mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm. it's all about him in both bands. It's all about him. Yeah. Um, I want to yeah. mention something before, Please. It, so I, I don't forget. You gotta leave. Yeah, it's been real. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, make the song and do your fucking thing, and let me know how it turns out. I gotta get um, out of here, like in five minutes. So, <laughs> no, listen. Um, this was a different time. the The '90s was a different time, and if you didn't like a song, you couldn't avoid it, like you can now. I feel like, and you've talked about this on the podcast before, where it's like, I don't know what Kanye West sounds like. Whoopie do scoop, scoop dee dee whoop. I don't know what Billie Eilish sounds like. I'm the best. Guy. Duh. And I might love those bands, but like I don't know because I don't listen to it. 
And when someone's like, oh, you've heard that Kanye song, I was like, no, I haven't. Because I, I, where would I hear it? Like, I don't watch MTV. I watch MTV constantly in the 90s. I saw that video a thousand times on MTV and I was always bummed and I couldn't skip it because it wasn't YouTube. Like, I had to watch it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's why certain songs were much more annoying back then. And now it's like, there's probably like horrible songs I don't even know about. I don't think that the song would have ever affected me or it would ever annoyed me today if it came out. Like, I would just be like, good for you. Like, Santana, like, you had a big hit. But that this song I heard a thousand times for like two years. It's, I hate it. I hate that. Well, I like the bass I line. I get it. I like the bass line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as it's been said on this podcast and everywhere else, nobody can hear the bass. You know, like normal people, <laughs> normal people can't hear bass guitar. Yeah. Like we, we can because we have like ear training to some degree, but like, you know, we can listen to it on headphones today and notice for the first time after hearing it thousands of times, like, oh, this bass playing is actually pretty sick. I noticed the bass the, for the first time today. I never was like, because it's like noticeably cool, but I've heard the song a thousand times. I've never noticed how cool the bass was. Yeah, but you also probably heard it like in a supermarket. Yeah. Or it was the first time in my TV. car where the bass yeah. is cranked and I'm like cranking the music. And I'm just like, oh, like this is how you're supposed to listen to it. Um, it's still like sucks, five string but... bass on there for sure. It's <laughs> there's low. no way there's four strings on that bass. There's no fucking yeah. way. I'll bet my life. I'll bet my life. It could be fucking nine strings. It, there's yeah. definitely not four. There's, I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I will it's say, like, this song is absolutely the vibe is bottle rock. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's white women yep. drunk on sangria. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the whole vibe of this song. And generally, I'm against that as a vibe. Yeah, vibe check. But I don't know. Santana's the Santana's the <laughs> it, real. It de- rips. <laughs> Santana is the real deal. And like, but it seems to me like this song is like some like phony shit that like doesn't involve Santana, but he's, it is, it's a Santana song. I don't know why it feels. So what I'm hearing is your gripe is with one Mr. Rob Thomas. I was just about to say, yeah. I feel like yeah. we're not, we're not addressing like the key issue here, which is Rob. We're forgetting Thomas is that Rob fucking... Thomas is lame. Yeah. Dude. And he's, Match- he sucks. When, and that I've said this on this podcast before, but in 1996, when Matchbox 20 was a thing, all of a sudden I was oh. fucking pissed. I was like, what? This is not okay with me at all. I was all. like, bring on new metal now. Yeah. yeah, we need it. We need you, Limp Biscuit. Get rid of Matchbox Twenty. Matchbox Twenty, <laughs> because they were on like alternative radio, like rock, yeah. as if they were like a rock band. They're not a rock band. They don't rock that. Um, I want to push you around song. Yeah, sucks. Dude's voice is fucking harsh it's bad yeah, that's what we should be focusing on you're right yeah but you're it's right. called santana or whatever yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Is. Yeah. it is it's on yeah. a santana record but it's awful you wouldn't i mean <laughs> it's a double-edged sword you would have never heard this song had it not been for rob thomas because that's what made it a huge hit he wrote yeah. it and he sings on it and that's what people like about it okay it has all of rob thomas's strengths which are weaknesses and <laughs> it it has santana but it's pretty like choked not super great like it's very phoned in santana do you know what i'm saying like we know that he rips and it's not like that it's not like virtuoso guitar playing it's not great guitar playing it's just like it's like a caricature it's like a token santana appearance do you know what i mean yeah that's what i'm trying to get at it's just like it's like a it's like a parody of santana but it's santana you know what i mean and i don't know and no, you're right. It, sounds- it, it, does, it does seem like he wrote that riff like off the top of his head, sort of. Even though it's it's like it's obviously a super catchy riff, but it's just like 
yeah, it just it just kind of seems like what do we do here? It's just like it's like okay, cool. It'll sustain a bunch, and I don't know. It's yeah. I don't like it, it. It sounds like so, it, if you got any any guitar player, any session guy, and the producer's like, oh, we want like kind of a Santana kind of lick. There we go. They played go. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind Navid. of like is it is that always how his guitar tone sounds, or is it like he he don't really has that like bridge pickup uh kind of thing going on like that? Is it always like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched a whole uh, rig rundown of Santana, and he's been using the same amps since the since the late sixties, early. 70s. That's cool. That's so there's a yeah. Ween there's a Ween song that I really like. You know, Ween does all these songs that are like in the style of some other band, mm-hmm. kind of. And they had this one song that was like kind of Santana y, and I guess Santana was in town. This is a story I heard from a friend. Who knows if this is true, but I like it. So it's, Santana was in town and some dude had their gear parked while they're in the hotel or whatever sleeping and they called dean ween the guitar player of ween and they're like yo i fucking got santana's gear come down here and fucking use it to record and they're like <laughs> yes and so they got in like in his bus where, where all the gear was and used his rig to do this like santana style guitar playing and it sounds just like it. it's awesome really oh. good yeah. my my brother-in-law uh, at my sister's house their coffee table is one of santana's like road cases like a real deal like santana oh, road case oh cool um wow it, it's for some crazy instrument like it's like not a normal keyboard it's like a keyboard case uh-huh. but it's for some crazy keyboard that yeah it's fucking cool like it has yeah. like this like the stencils say santana shit on uh, it. it's pretty that's cool that's fun yeah. I, did you read the lyrics over at all have i read the lyrics yeah no I, need I, memorized I re- I didn't know all the words, but yeah, they're not that interesting to me. And Rob Thomas's voice is lame, and he's lame, and he's lame in the video, and the video is lame. Uh, <laughs> I think it's lame. I just think Ooh. it's stupid that like Santana's like playing guitar in the street, and everyone's it's like a fucking Coca Cola commercial. It's like yeah, it's a total like block party. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just so phony though. It doesn't seem real. It's like it's not New York. That's like L A or something, and that's a studio. It actually was in New York. I'm sorry. I know it probably was in yeah. New York. <laughs> I, was, I didn't think it'd be really worth it to build an entire New York set right. for. <laughs> yeah. um, go okay. there. I have one thing to say in defense of Rob Thomas, which is that he ended up being like a comedy writer. He wrote Party Down. Party Down what? is like one of my favorite shows ever, and he wrote it. Did he and, really? Yeah, he created it. Wow. And, I love um, that show. I love that yeah. show. There's also that episode of It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia where he plays himself and he's funny. He's not oh. in it, but um, he's in Always Sunny and it's super funny. That's Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. Sing a song. Shut up. So anyway, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sitting here being like Rob Thomas should not have been born or anything like that. I just, I hate no. his voice. I hate he his voice like and he, his lyrics. I'll bet if we hung out with him, we'd be like, he'd be pretty cool. Like, yeah. he doesn't seem oh, like yeah. an asshole at all. I just don't like him, and I don't like his music. I do think it's sweet that this is about his wife. Yeah, still sure, that's yeah, nice. and I think that's uncommon. Yeah, in the in the rock world, even though he's mm-hmm. not rock, yeah. he's adult yeah. contemporary. Yeah, I didn't I didn't much like the way he said she was the hot, smoking hot. What did he say? Smoking hot Puerto Rican, smoking hot Latina or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that just sounds like kind of douchey language, but it does. But that's just it me. was the nineties. Yeah, was I don't mean okay to. to- I don't mean yeah. to tone tone police him, you know. It doesn't if, seem if, like something that you, anyone would say now. 
like on she, record on record yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it feels like she had to be like i'm flattered back then but now she'd be like i don't like being talked like talked about like that yeah. at all but yeah i don't know and maybe that was really flattering for her and maybe that's their love language in which case i'm all about it i love it i support it yeah my muñequita. that's a little doll that's cute <laughs> I, I, so, so Santana as a person and musician, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else about this for yeah. you, bad. Yes. Except the bass playing. Yeah, but, but I, I'm not going to let the bass playing make this be a cool song. No. Uh, that, oh, no. That's never that. happened. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. That's, that's all of Red Hot Chili Peppers for me. <laughs> so you can tell too, I mean, maybe this has been harped on too much, but whatever. Like it has this choked quality to it which pop music does like and you can tell by the oral history like it was choked every step of the way it was controlled and that's a better way of putting it than what i, I was because that's what i was trying to say it was like it seems phony but it is santana you know what i mean it's like he's the real yeah. deal but like this is not the real deal somehow i mean this song probably cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to make like with all like, oh yeah you know i'm I mean? sure like yeah. just one song and granted, you know, sell 300 million records or whatever you're saying is going to yeah, be fine. They, but like, I can't imagine yeah. the budget of like a, this kind of record like that, you know? There's a part in the oral history that like, you know, they're coming up to the deadline and the accountant's like, the album's got to be done. You're running out of funding. You're running out of money. And the guy who's like uh, the producer for the album, he's like, no, it's not done. I need more time. I need one more hit. I don't have a hit. It's just like, like whenever you hear stories like that about, music industry you're like you see like in a movie it's like that's not real but yeah. it absolutely oh, is real yeah. and yeah. This, this is the most like music industry song mr big mm -hmm. the producer they're right yeah of course they, they <laughs> of made course. a huge hit oh also um was this the beginning of like the like latin music like explosion oh, i'm so glad you said it it yeah. was actually at the and kind of at the tail end of it. So it was all like late 98, early 99. Uh huh. So this song actually kind of jumped over all those. Oh. So in 99, Living La Vida Loca. If You Had My Love by J Lo. Yeah. Bailamos by Enrique. Yes. I Need to Know by Mark Anthony. I need to know. I need to know. Tell me, baby girl, because I need to know. All were number one songs. Wow. That was wow. all in the same year? All in the same year. Wow. And then... Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Latin adjacent. Yeah. yeah also yeah. 1999. I just totally. have to mention it. And then Shakira. <laughs> she did her MTV Unplugged in 99. <laughs> but then it really later. blew up a couple years later. When, when was Macarena? earlier 96 i think it was like 94 yeah let me look it up i mean when it comes to like God. hits that are in spanish it's got to be like la bamba <laughs> macarena and that's like it 93 you know I mean? well it's those and then it's despacito despacito, despacito. Oh, okay now 
right? Okay. Yeah, but it, it's not it's not so common when in like a non English speaking song is on American charts like that, yeah. right? Like it's not so absolutely. Common. And I do think that's changing because like K-pop is huge now. Bad Bunny. Yeah, I mean, he's huge. He's he sings in Spanish. Okay, let's get to the next part of this, huh? Let's um, let's talk about the cover. What? How are we? How are we going to cover this thing? We've had a little bit of talks about it. I've been thinking about it, and you seem pretty confident that we could do this. I have no idea how to to fix. I I can't in my mind picture another version of the song that doesn't sound just like it. Prove me wrong. Well, let's do this. Well, Tony, <laughs> at some point, at some point, you were like, "Well, wow, I want to do like a hard, you know, like a punk version or like a yeah. hardcore version or something." And mm-hmm. then Navi also was sort because of like, I, I don't think it. I feel like no one's done that on the show. You know, it's true. A lot of times I'll be like, "Oh, we could do a punk thing," but that'll just be like me first. And so I'm just like, "Let's do a punk thing." You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone else has. So, but I don't see how that could fix it without. Yeah, that's gonna be my question. It was like we need to change the vocal, the vocal a lot. Yeah. The lyrics you're fine with. Oh yeah, I mean, right? Like they don't offend me or anything. Like, right. It's not like we're do- we're cherry popping daddies here. Who's your daddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta, we just gotta unrob Thomas this thing. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna, we're gonna have to change the music completely too. There's no way we're gonna right. do. We're not doing that lead. There's a lot of stuff that has to go. Maybe um, the speed has to change too, because it can't be the same speed. Well, my thought was to do a um like an at the drive-in style. Because I was thinking then there is still like a, maybe a bit of an underlying. They were part of the Latin invasion as well. They were part of the Latin invasion. <laughs> it was the same time, wasn't it? Like It was, like, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Casino, or no, uh, Relationship with Command came out Looking in probably 99. 99, right? In Casino Out was 98, 99. And then Relationship of Command was 2000. Oh, okay. So it's right in there. Okay. You yeah. Know? I, I think doing a um, at the drive-in style would be great. And um, what is that? Is that post hardcore? Yeah. Post I like I like the idea of it being like aggressive vocals as opposed to Rob Thomasy vocals. That would be cool. Yeah. I would love a chance to do um Cedric and you be the guy from Sparta, Tony. I think that would be Yeah, cool. yeah. Let's do that. That would be oh, great. You guys kinda look yeah. like them too. That would yeah. be cool. <laughs> okay. I would love a chance to do some Cedric um yeah. vocals yeah. on this. Yes. I like that Wait. idea. And then we'll so, like trade yeah. we'll like trade off the way they do and I'll do the yeah. Sparta guy thing. Um, that'd be cool. You guys play in a band together. Yeah. So do you want to try to flush it out in person a little bit? That'd be a new thing for us for this podcast. Yeah, we could totally try that. How are we going to deal with like the, the lead? Like, are we going to do the same lead? No, I don't, well, no, I don't know. I think the the lead is like such a big part of the song. It's like, would it be untrue to just dump it? Like, we can't do that. We got to have something in that, like melody or something right uh i think we could do like a lead yeah as like the head if i may maybe hit a few notes here and there that are the same but like just do it more like um omar a rodriguez lopez style you know just like kind of out kind of spacey and sloppy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that'd be cool okay Uh, which would be doable i think yeah so you guys work will work out guitar and drums i I'm, i'm hearing those like the three chords of the song, which are you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that could, that could 
sound cool. Like maybe with it like, could just work. Yeah, right? it could sound cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we, I think we could do it. Do we want to have like a plan B? Yeah, it's a good I idea. don't know what else. I have no other ideas. That was my one. I idea. mean, you could do like that. Reminded me of, like it could be like misfits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like kind of just like you know. My only, my only idea was a punk thing, not like a me first thing, but like a a sloppy, shitty, like, but also melodic and cool. I think the at the driving thing will work. I also think it'll work. I feel pretty good about it. It's not gonna sound. It might not sound. It might turn into its own thing. Yeah, I think it's an okay direction. And then if we want to make it like less funny and more just like. <laughs> kind of piggyback on that style you know what i mean we could like we, yeah. we could just we could just do it rocking kind i just of. want to be aggressive and like like pissed off and stuff like like at the driving sounds it's like kind of like it's like aggressive you know what i mean like for sure yeah oh one thing i wanted to ask that i want to start asking this will be the first episode that we do it new segment alert let's call it will it karaoke <laughs> let's say the song that you did in a karaoke do you think it would slay <laughs> I think people would love it because it's funny. Like, it, yeah, I, I think funny songs are great at karaoke. For sure. Yeah. And the song's basically a meme. I mean, it's no all-star. Somebody. Everyone knows the words to this song, like that I know. Yeah. Everyone our age knows the words to this song. Uh, yeah. For sure. And so that's fun. Everyone would be At least along. the give me your heart, make it real or else forget about it. Yeah. Part. Man, it's a hot one. Just like the ocean. Uh, everyone knows that part too. I mean, it's, for sure. it's iconic. Like, yeah. It defines our generation is what it does. The song. Yeah, right. It is a generation-defining song. So I'll leave us with this last quote from Santana about this song Please. for part one. He says, Every time you play that song, people greet it like it's part of their family. I think everyone needs a break from fear. And that song brings the frequency of joy and celebrating your life and your perfection. People need to be validated and celebrated. And that song works every time we play it. Damn. That's fucking... That's so... That's sick, man. That's how Beautiful. I want to. Right. That's how I want to describe our song when we. For sure, it's a, it's a family member. Like it's just like if he was saying that about like Oya Como Va or like yeah, I'd be like Black yeah, Black totally. Food, I'd be like yes, that's the sickest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. no smooth, which I I'm into still. God, I want to uh, like I want to read like I hope he has like a book or something. I want to like know more like of his what he, he has to has say. He has a master class <laughs> in the uh, in like the little preview. You know, they like get you on Instagram with the ads or there's like yeah. this one part. He's like, you don't play it that way. It won't sound that way. If you don't stand like that, it ain't gonna sound like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's all, I so mean, sick. He's really has some great quotes. It's so yeah. funny. He is, he's <laughs> an absolute caricature of he, yeah. who you think yeah. Santana would be. He's from San Francisco, right? Well, yeah. born in Mexico. Born in but Mexico. Then grew but up, he like grew he, up in San Francisco. That's so cool. Uh, he lives in Vegas now. I saw. Oh, I know. I know. He, does he have a residency? Um, I bet he does. Yeah. No, Part, he should though. Yeah, he should. He did at the Hard Rock Cafe for a while. I could be the Rob Thomas in his residency. You kind of got the hair, right? right I could fix it a little bit and like make it. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good gig for me. Yeah, there might be someone that has that gig already yeah. who is named Rob Thomas. But um, right. the thing that's ringing in my head from that quote is that the thing where he talks about one's perfection. I don't know if yeah. other people have that, Santana. I mean, that might just be a Santana thing. Might to be just, like, just celebrate. like the RG Carlos. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just celebrating my perfection. That's what everybody's doing. Uh-huh. He, was, he was also talking about how it's like a galactic like space journey or something, too. It's like, right. it's insane. Like, he, he's, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. 
He really no. is. And I've read a few quotes from him. And like, this is just how he talks. Yeah, he's I think cool. yeah. Yeah. he's cool. It's like, it's not a bit. He's been this a rock star for fucking 60 straight years. Like, yeah, that, that'll affect your brain. Like he like totally. He, yeah, it's, it's that's cool, though. Whatever. Yeah. And no. I really like that. Like uh, yeah. when I was watching his guitar his rig setup. Did he go it's, through his shit? He did not. Oh, it was like, it was like his, his long time yeah, yeah. Hirodi. But his whole rig is three amps that he switches between. Like fenders or no. So he has a Mesa. Okay. Um, which was his the thing that he always used was this Mesa Boogie and it's like pre model number era Mesa Boogie. So it's like early seventies Mesa. Were they always making him in Petaluma? Is it always a pedal? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they still do, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then he has, like, a couple of custom-built ones. Like, totally blanking on the name right now. And then he has two Dumbles, which are really high-end, like, boutique-level amps. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's Carlos Santana. That's cool that he plays his OG fucking Mesa, though. That's, that's yeah, fucking Yeah, that's sick. pretty fun, yeah. right? Yeah. I like that. And it's just, like, he just has pedals that switch between the amps for the different tones that he wants. No shit. He doesn't and, have like uh, all sorts of like distortion pedals and stuff. Nope. Cool. It's just the amps turned all the way up. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. No, nobody's uh, here talking shit about Santana. I mean, no. yeah, nothing yeah. about respect like, for Santana. No delay, no reverb, none of that. I respect just, that. Right. Well, I mean, how many guitar gods are sitting there with fucking just their amp sounds? You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. Yeah. The edge. The edge. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I think he's making those sounds with the amp. <laughs> he's got a little knob and he's going <laughs> just like Steve I mean Steve Vai's got a I'm sure he's using like some delay and stuff oh and, they all use delay yeah and they're all using like whammies and stuff yeah. too probably to some pitch shifting okay so and the wah wah pedal yeah, wait you telling me just, Carlos doesn't have wah no wah wow. yeah that's surprising I've, I, I can't think of, a, of him using wah in any song it is it's all just yeah. like straight guitar yeah very cool. That's right? interesting. Maybe there was a wah. There's got to be somewhere. I mean, he probably has fucking 10 albums, 20 albums. Right? Yeah. He has a Crybaby Anyways. album where it's all wah. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> we can throw it <laughs> in. Wah, 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 <laughs> There's wah on the vocals, too. Okay, well... Um, this has been fun and, yeah, and I'm, cool. I'm feeling positive about the future. So we'll yeah, get this better. cranked out. Yeah. I mean, uh, theoretically you're right. Navi, Tony and I see each other at least once a week so yeah. we can do this thing. We'll fuck around Sweet. with it and we'll figure something out. We might. It's exciting. All right. Hey, well, Tony, thanks so much for doing this with us. We really appreciate you. And, um, it's just, it's an exciting song to do. And I know Navi's excited and that makes me excited. And so, all right, well, you two get to work and all let right. me know how it goes. All right, sounds good. All right, All right. love you, dudes. Bye. Love you, too. bye. Turd Polisher is brought to you by The Next Record Store in Santa Rosa, California, serving North Bay music lovers and haters since 1983, reestablished in 2021. One block north of SRJC, online at thenextrecordstore.com. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, how you, how you doing, Tony? I'm great. I'm happy, and I think we've done a hell of a job polishing that turd. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's sort of cutting to the chase here, but I think we're all very excited. We're all happy about the cover, so that's good. I guess just get, get into it, or should we... Um... Should we do the uh, Gabe Fucked Up segment first? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure. What... Okay. okay. I think there's no better time than right now for me to do everybody's favorite segment, Gabe Fucked Up. Oh, no. Gabe. 
fucked up. You messed up that time. Fuck. Earlier, I was talking about this ween story uh, about them, like, getting into Santana's, like, bus or whatever and using his gear to record a song. Navid did some research, and it turns out that that is a true story, which I love. But I fucked up, and I was it was the wrong song. I was said it was Light Me Up. But the song's actually Transdermal Celebration. Which is like, for Ween, I think that was maybe like the single from that record. It's a groovy song. Mm. Josh Free is on drums. We like it. So anyway. Yeah, you know, being factually correct is what we're all about here. I'm a polisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing I fucked up is that Tony is also in a great band called Strange Light. So now that we got that out of the way, some listener feedback perhaps? Listener feedback. Yeah, that's always fun. So, um, as always, pretty split. We got comments like from past guest Clo. Clo says, unfortunately, catchy as hell. People go saying, banger, legendary, classic. I love it. I hope I never have to hear it again, though. Mm. And then there's people that share the sentiment that Tony has, which is fantastic guitar playing ruined by Rob Thomas lyrics. Mm -hmm. One listener says, it makes me feel greasy. I gotta say, though. I'm someone back there, and I'm not. I'm glad you didn't say who said this, but they said great guitar playing. I don't actually agree. I don't really think the yeah. guitar playing on this song is actually great. I think, especially like for Santana, Santana is great at guitar, but I don't really think he's really, you know, showing up all the way for this one. That's my given opinion. He'd probably disagree, yeah. and like I can't yeah. play like that or whatever. But I think they just mean great guitar, as in like his cool like. Uh tortoise shelled uh, prs is great guitar right with uh, the birds on the fretboard <laughs> yeah oh did they say great guitar they didn't say great guitar playing no that was guitar playing oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um and then everyone's favorite lauren h. lauren h says smooth is like when there's a crossover episode on a tv show you like a real money grab lots of hype but ultimately adding nothing of value to our lives Anyone remember when Steve Urkel appeared on an episode of Step by Step? I do that. Smooth seems like the brainchild of a record executive who was high. Why on earth would Santana <laughs> want to work with Rob Thomas? Mm. <laughs> Rob Thomas has got those Urkel vibes for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Did I sell three million records? Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's time to talk about the cover. Yeah. Yeah. We basically had one idea, like, for a direction on this song. Like, we really put right. all, our, uh, all our eggs in one basket on this one. And uh, we were just sort of really believed in the direction, and we just went for it. And it was a good direction. We, we gambled and we won, I think, you know? Like, yeah. we went for, like, an at-the-drive-in style cover of this, right? Yes. yes. So Tony and I went to my practice space, our practice space, and um, Tony kind of came up with, like, a riff, right? Is that how we started out? Tony kind of just came with like a little riff. Yeah. Um, it was just those three chords from the song. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, there was some noodles and stuff. I feel like we just kind of made it up there, then and there. 
Yeah, and then like I just that. I just laid down drums. I think then I recorded vocals. Man, it's a hot one! Like seven inches from the midday sun! And I was trying to do Cedric, you know, I was trying to do at the drive-in. I must have read a thousand faces! But I couldn't help but do a little Mars Volta too, you know what I mean? got the like raw but it's also got the like thing yeah. so, <laughs> so that's what i kind of ended up doing like and so when i think about mars volta like your vocals are like oh, what does mars volta sound like just listen to our song yeah like yeah, what, the, yeah. what do the vocals sound like at least <laughs> yeah and i think admittedly too like when i was younger you know i could i probably hit those highs a little bit more effortlessly or less effortfully <laughs> yeah <laughs> insert double negative here to help uh say what i'm trying to say but um i did my i did my best here and um anyway it was super fun and i think i think it was pretty f- it made me laugh anyway so i knew i was doing the right thing and then um i think then navid you did bass right yeah i did bass i did a little bit of spacey guitar which we didn't end up using We also had Paul, who helps mix all the songs. He recorded some auxiliary percussion. Ooh, yeah. For it as well, to really give it that, that feel, that Latin feel, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. That, that's awesome. That's like, yeah. that was a really good idea. I love that when I got that text that was just like, <laughs> it's just like, hey, look, we're working on the song. I was just like, it's like, oh, this is going to be fucking sick. Yeah. I'm into it. He did such a good job, as per usual, and um, they really tied it together. Then we had Tony T do his backup vocals, where he was trying to do the kind of the guy from Sparta. What's his name? Jim Ward. Call and response, screamy stuff. Because you're so smooth! They ended up just sounding like Tony T vocals, but um, that's okay. Get the point. I'm still the Jim Ward character in the song. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, this was a real good, like, took some time. It was a lot of time between sessions, and we recorded in a lot of different places, and I think it all made for a beautiful cover, and I think it's pretty funny, and I think it's actually pretty rockin' and pretty fun. So for me, like, I'm not sure (laughs) how you guys feel. I think the song maybe is funnier than it is good. Um, like it's it's good, but but it's funny. You know, like I think it's like funny. So like when you listen to it, I guess for me, I wouldn't like put it on and rock it out just because the vocals are funny. But um, I wonder what you guys think about that. Like, how do you, how do you feel about it, Tony? How do you feel about the song? Yeah, you're right. I I do think it's funny, but I also I do think it rocks. I tend not to like put on funny music for pleasure. I could listen to, like Primus and be like, this is pretty funny. But like that doesn't, it's not like music that I'm really necessarily getting into, but I think the music is awesome. I think the vocals are awesome. I mean, I think it's a great song. Like I I think it's cool for what we, we did what we wanted to do. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. What about you, Navid? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely funny, but I think the funny part about it is, is that it's a cover of smooth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If it wasn't a cover of smooth, maybe your vocal delivery would be a little more serious then too. It's like, like if we took this and like really worked on it, as far as like trying to make a serious song, then I think it'd be super sick. But I'm very happy with how it turned out. Right. That's that's yeah. I feel the same way. It's like it's yeah. 
it's like a little more us taking it super seriously away from being like this this could be fucking rad like it is yeah. rad but you know I, you said it right i wonder too then like i mean because we all enjoy you know a, a funny video like and then there's different degrees like there's the catatonic youth's like cyber bullying version of this which is like this person did this and they think it's good and we all agree that it isn't and that's so funny then we have our own version of that like when we listen to hunt the dinosaur and it's just like it's so funny because it's they take it so seriously and it's so like incredible and like technically amazing and silly or it's just like that tickles us you know so everybody's tickled in a different way i wonder if i would if this was like okay check this out on youtube like these guys did a cover of smooth but it's in the style of mars volta or whatever would i be like this isn't good like this is dumb or would i be like this is funny i like this i, I don't know i also think that all the songs on here are kind of funny you know what i mean like as beautiful as many of them are like just like gorgeous like songs it's still funny because it's some song that you you know you know what i mean like right that that sucks for the most part that most people consider <laughs> yeah. sucks you mean like but, the, um, all the other turd polisher covers thus far yeah yeah exactly some of them are just gorgeous songs but it's it's still funny you know what i mean like they're all they're all funny to a degree gorgeous is generous i, I definitely <laughs> agree they're they're funny i mean it's, it's a funny conceptually it's funny you know so and i'm not saying that funny's bad i think funny's good but like you're saying tony like you wouldn't put on a fu- you wouldn't put on a funny song to like listen to it for any other reason than it was gonna make you laugh i think i listen to some hip-hop that i i think is funny and that i do listen to to because i think it's also cool but yeah because i listen to like ludicrous that is fucking hilarious oh, bitch, get out the way get out the way bitch get out the way but i also think like the music is fun party music but this is also party music (laughs) yeah for sure yeah for sure so okay well when you think about smooth do you think about our cover first when i think about smooth i'm always gonna think about high school like it's just to me it's like such a time and a place it's almost a little bit romantic romanticized now because you know it was like i had mentioned earlier it's like when i was watching mtv all the time and when it was like I was listening to the radio and when I had to deal with songs that I didn't like, but I also discovered music that way because there was internet was not either very new or not really part of my life. So yeah, it's like for better or worse, it reminds me of like a, a cool time in my life. But yeah, no, I, I, I still think about, I still think about high school. I still think about the song annoying me and I still think about being bummed out by it. But now I also think about our fun cover and podcasts and stuff. That's cool. What about you, Navid? You love the original. So, like, do you think that we've insulted the original and are you therefore offended by this whole process? Or are you thinking, this is okay, this is safe, we're all right? What are you you thinking? Oh, yeah, I don't think we've insulted the original at all. If anything, you know, we're, like, paying tribute to the original here. Mm -hmm. Sure. By covering it, they say, um, what is it, like, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Not that we're imitating Santana at all here, but I like the original still, and I like our cover I like Santana. I think Santana's cool. Oh, yeah. Santana's right. cool. Yeah. The more that we've gone through this, the more respect. I always respected Santana, but now I have more respect, mostly because of the interviews that I've read and watched, because he is a magical, strange San Franciscan that I just think is cool. And he talks like a wizard. Like he talks exactly. like it's fucking yeah. incredible. Everything he says is like, it's like uh, it's so new agey and crazy, yeah. but like so beautiful and inspiring. And you're just like, damn, this guy's he's a authentic 
wizard. Well, it's like when we were first doing this and they were talking about the lyrics, it was like, oh, this song is about like an affair in some hotel. And he's like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. Because yeah. at first I was like, oh, that's lame. But now I'm just like, no, I think like Santana just legitimately wants his like music to be like for everyone. He doesn't want like negativity involved and he wants everything right. to be about love and positivity. And I, that's fucking cool, man. Santana's sick. Yeah, you know? for real, for real. I agree. So when you said about the imitation being flattery and all that, how do you think the Mars Volta slash at the drive-in people would feel about this? Like, do you think they would be offended or do you think <laughs> they, they... <laughs> they might be offended? Yeah. They might be offended. I guess probably just because I don't ever think that the original artist would ever hear these covers. Do right. I stop and say, would this hurt their feelings? Like, you know, we tended to sort of like almost uh, dehumanize like super famous people because they can take it or whatever but obviously they're sensitive people i would i would feel terrible <laughs> if we hurt any of their feelings i would never want to do that you know what i mean so yeah i would i hope that if they did hear it which i would be so happy about that they would go haha this is great and fun and i mean i do think that like we do take a good amount of time and care with the covers and i hope that's apparent with how long it takes us to put on an episode <laughs> that um i don't think any of the people that were covering should be offended mm-hmm. because we're trying to do a good job still yeah 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 it's interesting i mean this can go in the episode or not but back to the catatonic youth thing like do you ever think about like yes those original artists and what and what they might (laughs) be going through or like absolutely when those videos come out just like everyone else i'm the first one on the band text feed to like send it out and be like this is so fucking funny check this out yeah and always in the back of my mind i think to myself like this is really cruel like this is like really fucked up and like there's no way that a lot of these bands don't get back to them. And and if that happened to me, I would read every comment and I would feel like garbage. Well, I know someone who's been on Catatonic Youth. Oh, interesting. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, my friend, Neil, who listens to this podcast. Hello. Hi, Neil. Like, there's like that emo capella. Do, do. acapella group that would do like early 2000s emo covers okay he's in that so of course i sent that to him i was like yo is that you in this and he was so excited oh yeah i like that that was probably good too they probably were actually real good singers right i'm sure they were good singers and acapella is sort of this like for those involved like they must know like it gets clowned on or it's it's a a very like i mean niche i I think for them too um and i'd love to hear neil's uh input on this is um that's a funny concept that they're doing like so yeah that whole emo capella thing yeah in and of itself is funny totally yeah it's a lot different than being like this is some song i wrote about my friend who passed away and like we like got all our money together to go down the studio and then like you make this song and then it's just like people just it's just this huge joke that gets a million views you're just like wow like screw this but yeah I was hoping that we could share a new segment in which we read YouTube comments <laughs> from the threads. Oh, right. Is that okay to do? Yes. I don't know what yes. this, this segment is called. But anyway. YouTube comments on on what? So, like, if you go to, like, the music video of this song, Smooth, and you uh-huh. read, like, the comment section... It is pretty incredible, and I have some of them highlighted here. Are we ready? Yeah. One morning, our old alarm clock radio went off. Told my other half, that's Carlos. 
was told I was crazy from a person who saw this man perform the cover of Black Magic Woman live. As the break came on and artist was announced, I nailed it. Funny thing is that year our youngest received top honors in the class he was attending on Spanish music influence and referenced so much other about Carlos few knew. Funnier yet, he out of my five children just this week realized my favorite song. My kids range from in 2023, 48 to 32. It's amazing the music and life Carlos has given us and the attention of those around us actually pay attention to. <laughs> I just love that this person is calling him Carlos. It's, yeah, I yeah. like that too. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> if you're watching this in 2022, you're timeless. Cheers to you and your energy. Stay rocking, stay living, and never let them extinguish your fire. You're a champ. <laughs> so sweet you're a champ is that in all caps it better be in all caps <laughs> no but there's an exclamation point so i thought okay. it was pretty that's good um you have these in front of you too navid i'm looking at them too oh, you, maybe yeah. you should go ahead and read this is my favorite type of youtube comment my husband was a santana freak this was his favorite song he would turn on this song every morning at 5 30 a.m to work out he had lots of santana set set a loop to play while he worked out He's been gone three years now, and I miss him. <laughs> this video. <laughs> Gee, I didn't see it going there. <laughs> right? <laughs> this video brought me right back to those mornings that I was wakened to Santana's fantastic guitar. Thank you for the sweet memory. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Like, a lot of them are like, my dead blank loved this song. Or a lot of it's like, yeah. oh, this reminds me of high school. I miss those times. It's like very, like, yeah. there's this sweet innocent nostalgia in these okay i have one more <laughs> go ahead okay here we go i was driving through the city listening to the radio today and i passed a nightclub i used to frequent with my girls many years ago when smooth came on it took me back to us all singing and dancing to it what a track i turned it up pulled over jigged around singing away absolutely fabulous one of the best tracks of all time <laughs> Okay, I'm just like, who are your girls? And you jigged around? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You had to pull over and jig around? Yeah. <laughs> so sick. God damn it. <laughs> so good. See, uh, that's any- when I think about my music affecting people. I said, if if no one is listening to my band and doesn't pull over and jig around with their girls, <laughs> yeah. yeah, then I'm, not, I'm doing it wrong. This is what's interesting catatonic use and all that stuff like you go to the comment sections everything is relatively negative i mean we're trying to make each other laugh but it's like i'm making fun of this this is bad on yeah. these songs like this song all the comments i found were positive i couldn't find a single negative comment oh. nobody nobody's going out of their way to be like fuck this this is bullshit you know what i mean it was just like thousands of comments that were so positive and so personal and, and so it's it's sort of a nice like um counterpoint to you know what we're doing because it's like tony obviously you hate this song as do i and I know that Navid loves it, but it's like, it's beautiful to see that people have this like deep connection to it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a beautiful thing that everyone has their own taste and opinion. And it's, you know, there's no definitive truth. Like this song isn't good or bad. It just depends on how it makes you feel and your connection to it. So I think that's right. Really kind of beautiful. I've so, okay. Recap. We're all happy with the song. Yes. Great. Well, um, Tony, mm-hmm. thanks so much for doing this with us and for, you know, seeing it through and putting in the effort to 
getting to different studios and you know you're a very busy guy and many bands and um i love you thanks for doing this and thank you to paul thank you to everybody listening and uh yeah any any final thoughts the love is mutual you guys are the best this was super fun i learned a lot and um i'm proud and i love our cover all right well without further ado here is our cover of smooth
Okay. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. Turd Polisher is hosted by me, Gabe Katz, and Navid Manucheri. It is produced and edited by Navid Manucheri. Our cover was mixed and mastered by Paul Hale at Greenhouse Recording in Petaluma, California. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @polisherturd or on Instagram at, at @turdpolisher underscore podcast. You can also check out our covers on our Bandcamp, turdpolisher.bandcamp.com. 